Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Sunday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford, Ford Maverick, the electric F-150 Lightning, the all-electric Mustang Mach-E, the 2021 Ford Bronco. So many cool vehicles available to you. All you got to do is go check them out in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A2Z Sports. I'll give you a new offer that DraftKings is putting out there, courtesy of our friends. So use the promo code ATOZ Sports in your DraftKings Sportsbook app, and I'll tell you more about how you can make some money with them later. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will put you in your comfort zone. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress with the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Now, I'm obviously not at home, so we're going to be talking about uh, so we're going to be talking about this game that took place about 40 minutes. I thought about staying in Foxborough to do the broadcast. It's a nightmare to get out of Foxborough if you've ever been to the Patriots Stadium. Gillette, it's nowhere close to where I am now in Boston. Disaster. So we didn't do it from the stadium. Wasn't worth the hassle. And I wanted to be able to make sure that I could get back at a reasonable hour because your boys got a 5 a.m. flight back to Nashville and we'll get into where I'm going to be all this coming week. But we have to talk about this game, right? Because there are so many different angles. And producer Reed and I were talking about this before we fired up the show when we go through, you know, what we want to talk about. And I was kind of indecisive because, you know, obviously the result is a blowout um, on the road. 29 to 13 was the final margin of victory for the Patriots. Injuries, uh, Jesse Bailey says injuries is why we lost. Please don't make up stupid reasons. Well, here's, here's the thing, Jesse. The injuries are a massive part of it, but at some point you have to take account of all of the things, not just the injuries, but the things that the injuries also impact. The root cause can, of course, be the injuries. And we don't want to have the same regurgitated conversation about injuries and how they're damning the Titans, because it's not just that. There are multiple things that are going wrong in these games, and some of it is a result of the lack of personnel that's available, a lack of playmakers. There's a lot of different things to dissect. Because Brad Lifford brings up eight turnovers in two games. No, Brad, you have it incorrect. It's nine, nine turnovers in two games. And you know what your defense is doing on the other side? Because it's not just the offense. There are zero takeaways for the Titans in these last two two games. They are minus nine and 0-2, of course, against the Texans and the Patriots. Minus nine. And you had done so well in that five-game or a six-game win streak to get 11 takeaways over the course of that streak, stalling out against the Texans and now with no turnovers against the Patriots. So one, you're giving the ball up, but also you're not taking it away, and that's causing causing the snowball effect that we see in front of us. But the thing that I come back to more than anything, and it's not even – I don't even come back to it as much as you do. You guys want to talk about Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, who is not playing well at this point, it is not all of his fault. He is going. To, he has been accountable about his own play 
but there is also some la- some many layers to the situation with Ryan Tannehill. And here's the thing that I that I felt coming out of today's game. But first, I want to ask you, your Two Rivers Ford Tech, I want your opinion on the Titans quarterback because at this point, you know, I'm looking at 13 touchdowns. Well, yeah, 13 touchdowns to 12, no, 14, and uh, 14 touchdowns to 13 interceptions, including today's uh, one pick and one touchdown for Ryan Tannehill. So 14 and 13 is Ryan Tannehill on the season and struggling mightily for a great many reasons. I want to know your two rivers for take in the comment section. What is your evaluation of Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill heading into this team's bye week? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about uh, we'll talk about all of these things because I think I think that we need to have a conversation about this because Austin Hall says on Facebook Live he's not the issue. He's he's not the biggest issue, but he's a part of the issue, and we'll expand on that throughout the course of the show. And you guys know that I have been one of Tannehill's staunchest and most passionate defenders. Uh, Jared Montgomery says, what a hot take, Buck. Well, I haven't given a hot take yet, Jared, so simmer down, and then maybe I'll simmer up. Um, what is your opinion of Ryan Tannehill? What is your evaluation of him heading into this bye week? I'll give you mine here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has been the best in the business for a great many years. Two Rivers Ford has been the best in the business for one reason and one reason only. Well, there's a lot of reasons that Two Rivers Ford has been the best in the business, but it's because they put the customer first above all else. Non-commissioned sales staff don't put any pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience. Fair, honest, upfront pricing, even when things like vehicle inventory can be hard to come by these days. You could get price gouged. I know a lot of people are paying a lot more for food, for things like heat, for gasoline. Things now are harder to come by, but Two Rivers Ford does not take advantage of you in that way. They have so many great vehicles, so many helpful customer service associates, so many great sales reps, so many great people that will work on your vehicle if you choose to get it serviced at Two Rivers Ford like I do. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what is your evaluation of Ryan Tannehill heading into this bye week? Titans eight and four, third place in the AFC, still hanging on to the AFC South, but you are on pretty shaky ground. Your foundation and the work that you did to build that foundation, it's crumbling underneath you, right? It's in a bad way. So at this point, Tannehill is the thing that makes it all go. I go, I look at this though, and I say, all right, we have discovered what Ryan Tannehill's ceiling is, not just in these two games, but in the 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 12 that they've played so far, right? They'll have the bye. They'll be able to mentally, physically, emotionally a little bit, regroup, recover, and get themselves back together or try their best to before you go, before you, you know, go down the stretch and try and secure, I mean, potentially home field advantage through the postseason. You're not dead yet, even though you're uh you kneecapped your chances 
by losing to the Patriots today, who now climb back into their top of the AFC East, just like old times with a different quarterback and the same big, bad Bill Belichick. So my evaluation of Ryan Tannehill is that we've discovered his ceiling. And I think the ceiling is very high for Ryan Tannehill. But here is where here is where my evaluation of him starts to separate the art of what he's done from the artist himself and Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is a above-average quarterback when on the field with all of the pieces that the Titans have done well to put around him with A.J. Brown, with Corey Davis when he's been here, Jonu Smith, of course, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, we have not gotten a full enough measure of, a full enough picture of to understand exactly what it is. But when this team is on the field together, as they were meant to be, instead of Nick Westbrook-Akina and Cody Hollister and Des Fitzpatrick and uh, Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard, Ryan Tannehill, with the team that he's supposed to be playing with, the teammates that he's supposed to be playing with, above-average quarterback, responsible for 40 touchdowns. I think he threw, what, eight or nine interceptions all of last season, a high-level player. But when you toss him out there with practice squad players, and and I don't I don't mean to just outwardly diminish, just outwardly diminish his uh, the, not just him, but the professional athletes that he's out on the field with, because they are still professional athletes, even if they're not the caliber of the guys that we're talking about previously. But Ryan Tannehill cannot elevate these guys. These guys. That means that he's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Means he's not as good as Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Means he's not as good as Tom Brady. Okay. Look around the NFL right now. There are only so many quarterbacks who could be dropped into the situation that Ryan Tannehill is right now and have any kind of success. The four that I mentioned, they're better than Ryan Tannehill. That's no breaking news. Now, I don't necessarily know that he would admit to it, and that's the confidence that every professional athlete needs to carry themselves with. But the problem is he cannot, he cannot work with the parts that he's got right now and win football games. Also, when his defense isn't getting any turnovers, that's a big part of this as well. The ceiling for Ryan Tannehill Above average. You can win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. I believe that to my very core. I believe when this team is right, when this team plays together, Ryan Tannehill can win a Super Bowl. Uh, That's no stretch. I mean, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. There's plenty of average to below average to good, not great quarterbacks who have won a Super Bowl. And I've seen, you've seen, we've all seen, the NFL has seen Ryan Tannehill be consistently great. Joe Flacco had one season. Joe Flacco, Super Bowl MVP, had one season where he was, you know, first at the forefront of the uh, offensive pat or defensive pass interference offense by pass interference down the field by underthrowing balls and overthrowing balls and all of these things to draw penalties to move the ball down the field when you can't complete passes with accuracy. So when you go through all these things, there's a lot that Ryan Tannehill has to offer you. Ryan Tannehill is absolutely still the guy 
who is going to be in the best position humanly possible to lead this team to what it aims to achieve. But at this point, he is not capable of doing that. And that's no great indictment of Ryan Tannehill. In fact, I think that uh, Baker Mayfield, I'm watching Lamar Jackson right now. Lamar has abilities as an NFL MVP that not everybody does. I don't necessarily know that I would put Lamar Jackson, I mean, I would put Lamar Jackson in a higher classification than Ryan Tannehill because he himself is physically able to do more to make plays in ways that Ryan Tannehill cannot. But Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, uh, let's go down the list of quarterbacks that are playing football right now. I'm, I'm not clear on Justin Herbert. Perhaps we'll see development, but it goes on and on and on and on. And then there's Todd Downing in the middle of all of this. And we'll talk about Todd Downing coming up next. Um, and we'll get, get to some of your comments because I do think that there's a lot here to kind of chew on because I feel like people are polarized on Ryan Tannehill when you shouldn't be. You're looking at it. Here, I'll get to it coming up next. Why? Let me not get ahead of myself. I'm going to tell you why you're getting ahead of yourself on Ryan Tannehill or why a lot of you are getting ahead of yourself on Ryan Tannehill. And then we'll talk about the Todd Downing situation because I think that is also a part of the equation. We'll do that here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, I know you're a football fan, and I'm sure we love an action-packed, we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, which is not what I watched today in Foxborough, about 40 minutes from my hotel. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays, which allow you to combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2ZSports. That's A-T-O-Z Sports. Bet just $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code A2Z Sports. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know is a gambling problem and wants help, Call or text the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789. So here is the question that I had for Ryan Tannehill today, and then we'll get into the, uh, then we'll get into the situation. And because, because I'm, I'm seeing my words get twisted a little bit by not everybody, but by some people in the comment section, and I want to kind of address it. I don't want my words to be taken out of context. We'll do that momentarily. In fact, you'll hear from Ryan Tannehill about this very subject matter, because what I come back to. Um, is that you can't do this with a fourth. You can't win games with a fourth round pick. And I don't want to single out just if it's Patrick, but he's a good example of this. You can't win games with a fourth round pick who wasn't good enough to make your active roster in a year where you needed help at wide receiver. Uh, you can't win games with a tight end group that doesn't consistently offer any kind of security blanket to the quarterback who is in desperate need of one. You cannot win football games when your best options, and I love NWI, I think NWI has come a long way as a player, but you cannot win football games when your skill position players are being outgained almost three times over 
by your running backs and your running backs cough up the football. Not one of the running backs, but both of the running backs. Guys who were on the street prior to being brought in because the Titans just need bodies. And Sherry L. Fury asks, whose fault it is? Well, I mean, the the easy, I mean, the the bigot, the most accurate answer, Sherry, is that it is the fault of injuries, meaning that it is nobody's fault other than the fact that you're playing football, and football is an incredibly violent sport. It is an incredibly dangerous sport. You have a 100% chance of getting injured when you step out onto that field for a 17-game NFL regular season. 100%. 100%. You want to blame anybody? Injuries. Injury doesn't have a face, so it's not easy to blame injuries. This is kind of like going back to the Todd Downing thing, or uh, excuse me, through the Shane Bowen thing last year, and everybody wants Shane Bowen's head. And I'm looking at this and being like, well, it's not Shane Bowen's fault that Vic Beasley washed out. It's not Shane Bowen's fault that a bunch of dudes got hurt and that you're rushing the passer with Wyatt Ray and Tuzar Skipper, who are last year's version of Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman, right? It's not Shane Bowen's fault that all of these, now Shane Bowen is not blameless, but he's not, he's not the person who needs to be run out of town uh, with pitchforks and torches because all of these things are going wrong. No, this is not logical. But it's easy to assign blame to one face, right? You can fight with me all night long because it's one face, right? One opinion, one mouth producing all of this content. You can fight with me and you can associate that argument with me because you're looking at my face. Todd Downing, Shane Bowen, Mike Vrabel, Ryan Tannehill, one face, a lot easier to place the blame on. And that's not accurate at all. In fact, it's probably the worst way to do the analysis on this because what I asked Ryan Tannehill today, what, three hours ago in the postgame press conference, I'm like, and I don't know if producer Reed included my question in here, but I basically asked Ryan, I mean, how much of the offense can you install when so many of these dudes are new and don't know your playbook? Realistically, guys, they've had so many different players in that line, particularly in offense. Like, how much are you able to put together a game plan based on how much, how, much, how many guys actually know your playbook? Yeah, obviously, it's not an ideal situation, but you know, I felt really confident coming in. I felt like we had a really good plan. I felt like our guys knew what it was going to take and and grasped the plan. And I felt like we did a pretty good job of of executing on the whole. You know, minus you know some key mistakes. So. I was proud of our guys and, and the way they battled, uh, you know, especially Cody, guy who, who just got here, came in, battled hard. The running backs ran really hard. But the offensive line battled. You know, they finished. They pushed piles and, uh, and played the, the kind of ball that, that we like to see. So there's, there's some good things on this tape and, and some things we need to learn from. Uh, That's Ryan Tannehill after the game today, A to Z Sports Prime Time, not from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. We're currently in uh, Copley Square in Boston, which, by the way, is lovely. I just had a fantastic dinner. If you've never been to Boston, I wish I had more time here because I love history, love American history, love to walk around downtown Boston, even though it's absolutely frigid here. But I had some tremendous seafood, some lobster mac and cheese for dinner. Mwah! Chef's kiss. Anyway, what Ryan Tannehill is saying there is that, you know, honestly, I thought we executed the game plan pretty well, given the circumstances. He's He's honestly right. When have the Titans had? They had 260 yards rushing on the ground. They had some damage. They had four total total turnovers, which is what blew up the thing entirely. Of course, and really, 
Deontay Foreman's that that is the one turnover that you can look o- look at and be like, all right, that's what killed the game. But all of these things happening, and you're looking at this, and you're like, yeah, you know, honestly, he's finding ways to try from 20 to 20. They're moving the ball. They did that the last two weeks against the Patriots. The Patriots are really good defense. Patriots who are causing hell for all kinds of players at this point. It looks like Baltimore just got a turnover. I don't think it was uh, for a touchdown. But anyway, you need the Browns to win, of course, obviously, as you try and knock Baltimore, who is currently the top seed now that you've given it up to New England. But they're executing the plan that was put in place today. The problem is there's only so many plans that they can put into place because they don't have players that know their playbook. And they don't have players that know their personnel. There's so many ways to dissect this because I'm 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 seeing a lot of comments and I want to go back and find one specifically. And a lot of you guys are commenting and I appreciate your participation, of course. But um, there's so, and, and we have yet to hit on Todd Downing. So I'll get to Todd Downing here in just a second. Sam Cassidy says it's my fault. Well, of course it is. Absolutely my fault. Um, <laughs> two fumbles. I, I want to find the comment that said, what do the Titans have to do to kind of assess things in the bye week, but I can't seem to uh, I can't seem to find it. It's too bad. I should have highlighted it when I had the chance. Anyway, basically the question was was you know what do the Titans have to do to kind of assess at this point moving into the bye and moving forward? And the answer is get healthy, get the players back. Man, I know that's not sexy. I know that doesn't give you exact. I know that's not a hot take. I know that's not. Anything crazy? I know that's literally the most basic thing, but that's okay. Sometimes we overcomplicate what it is exactly that we're watching. Teron Davenport from ESPN uh, is in the comment section on Facebook Live. I hope TD is uh, safe and warm in his hotel after a, a blustery day at Foxborough. Me and I, I don't know about I, I don't know about Teron. I was freezing my ass off. I like to complain a lot more than Teron does, but you know, these are how things go. But I'm looking at this and saying, one, the turnovers are killing them. Two, Tehran, by the way, asked Mike Mike Vrabel a great question on, I think that was Friday, about, you know, how do you not reinvent the wheel with all the guys you got on offense? And basically, Mike's like, yeah, we're just trying to figure out who knows how to do what before we roll them out there. And you know what they did? They had a good game plan today. Again, 260 yards rushing on the ground. Explosive plays for the first time in a month, basic explosive plays for the first time since, I mean, not the before the Colts game because Derek couldn't do much. Well, I guess I, AJ had a AJ had a big game against the Indianapolis Colts, so they were getting explosive plays in the passing game at that point. But it's health and it's turnovers from guys who were on the street a week ago, or two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, and all of them are just accumulating space. They're being stockpiled in closets in the Titans facility because they don't have bodies to play football games right now. It's not an overwhelmingly hard thing to break down. And so what it ultimately lets us understand is Ryan Tannehill's ceiling is above average quarterback, is capable of winning a championship. Absolutely. I have zero question about that. Zero about Ryan Tannehill's ability to execute when he has the pieces that he needs, or at least some of them. Guys, he has none of them other than the offensive line. And even that has dealt with so much throughout the course of the year. I'm not excusing Ryan Tannehill. I'm not hyping him up more than he needs to be hyped. I think it is a fair and honest assessment 
of the Tennessee Titans quarterback to look at him and say, there are, there are maybe five quarterbacks in football, Lamar, one of them, playing tonight. The other one, what, Brady have, what, six, seven Super Bowl championships? I think Aaron Rodgers would qualify in this as well, and maybe Mahomes. So that's four that I can think of off the top of my head, and those are probably the four. They could do it. And Ryan Tannehill is not one of those four. And I don't think that's some kind of giant indictment of Ryan Tannehill. I just don't. I just don't. We'll talk about Todd Downing here in just a second. You'll also hear from Taylor Lewan momentarily because a lot of people are are putting some a, a lot of stuff on Todd Downing. Some of it, again, like Tannehill. Some of it fair, some of it unfair. And we'll get into that here in just a second. The question that I have for you about this Titans team now again heading into the bye week and Mike Vrabel will speak to us Monday and then we'll all have some much needed time off by the way I'm I I know uh I I don't think I've brought this up tonight but this is going to be my last show for the week Luke Worsham is going to be running the I mean, we're, we're turning the reins over to producer Reed and uh and our other Titans reporter Luke Worsham for the uh, for Monday through Thursday and we'll see how things go I'm also going to be off the radio show other than Monday, because I'm flying back tomorrow, I'm going to Cairo, Egypt for uh, for five days. And hopefully I'm going to be able to get back because this Omicron variant makes me very, very nervous. But point being, tonight is going to be my last show for the week. And then I'm going to take some time on the bye. And you guys probably need some time for me. We spent a lot of time together, but it's okay. Uh, what one thing, this is my question for you. What one thing can the Titans build off of heading into the bye week? Give me your responses on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Now, right now, I'm not home. I'm not in my dream address without the stress. I would love, so much love, to be in my dream address without the stress. I would love to be in my bed. I would love to be in my home that is perfectly located where I needed it located in downtown Nashville, right between Nissan Stadium and the Titans practice facility and very close to downtown Nashville so that I can have fun things to do and with three bedrooms so that I could have a home office and all of these things that were on my checklist when I was going through my dream address without the stress. And you know who satisfied everything? Not not most of the things, not some of the things, everything that I requested in my home. It's the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. The official real estate agent of the Titans, of the Preds, and, of course, of prime time. Gary Ashton has the best intel in Nashville so that you can give him your list of desires and they will satisfy each and every one of them and exhaust themselves in doing so to make sure that you get the best deal. And if you're in the market to sell your home, there's a lot of people understanding what kind, I mean, the the, the real estate market around the country is insane, but in Nashville in particular, if you want to sell your home for more, sell for more with the intel that the Ashton team can provide to you at GaryAshton.com. So what can the Titans build upon heading into the buy? So we've talked about the bad. Now let's kind of look at where they are and what they've done, what they've done to kind of keep things afloat. It losers of two straight. And you'll hear from Taylor Lewan on this momentarily. But what can you build on based on what you've seen? Well, you know, one, he's Ryan Tannehill is turning the ball over. They are not all his fault. Some of them you can look at and say, okay, bad decision. 
Some of them you can look at and say, okay, he's out there with guys who don't necessarily know what they're doing, haven't been in the league long enough to know what they're doing, or some of them just not good enough to be NFL starting caliber players at this point in their career. You could go down the list. Again, they they broke the rec- they broke the NFL record. I'll pull up the tweet from Jim Wyatt. And we'll talk about the defense as well, because the defense has been uh, has been not well. I won't say has been not great. It was not great today, and we'll expand on that momentarily. But I saw a tweet uh, from Jim Wyatt, the great one, who does the Titans radio hits with me, or I guess I do them with Jimmy because Jimmy is, of course, the star of the show. Jim Wyatt tweeted out this earlier today. Uh, the Titans had now used. 86, 86 total players this season. The most of any team in the NFL in any season at since at least 1993. That's the year I was born. That's 28 years ago. Since 1993, the previous record of participants in a season was 84 by the 2019 Dolphins and the 2020 49ers. Some of the worst injured football teams that ever you have seen. Now, there is stuff, though, that they have built upon with this collection of, uh, whether you want to call them misfit toys, I understand they're still professional athletes, on and on and on it goes, but there is some things to take away positively, and that was kind of, you know, for all of the bad, and they're bad, bad to lose two straight, bad to lose to Houston at all, bad to get blown out by the Patriots, and it hurts probably worse because this was an, I mean, this was an infinitely winnable game. It wasn't just Tannehill, by the way. We haven't even talked about uh, the Titans legend Randy Bullock, who was responsible for at least uh, four points that they should have had on the board. Now, Randy can't do it all, and Randy has been so, so good. So this is not an indictment of Randy Bullock, but there is a lot of different things that went wrong today. Another thing that we'll bring up before you hear from Taylor Lewan on things that they can build upon, it's a great stat from our buddy Mike Giardi at the NFL Network, who was on the sidelines covering today's game neither Harold Landry or Jeffrey Simmons managed a single think about this neither Harold Landry or Jeffrey Simmons managed a single pressure of Mac Jones today each with 19 plus pass rushes on the day this is courtesy of next gen stats for an offensive line that couldn't protect Mac Mac Jones that is in the first six weeks of the season That's about as impressive as it gets the duo of Simmons and Landry has been dynamic. Not a single pressure. Not a single pressure for the thing that you've done the best over that five-game streak outside of creating turnovers. It can't happen. Again, it's not squarely on the shoulders of Ryan Tannehill, even though that's the easier way to assign blame. In fact, it's my least favorite thing about talking about sports is people just want it's It's lazy. As far as I'm concerned, it means you don't actually want to find out what's going wrong. You just you just want something to bitch about and you can leave the bitching to me. I'm here. I'm paid to bitch. okay? but at least I'm willing to take the time to find out exactly what I need to bitch about. You know what I'm saying? So what can they build upon at this point? Uh, We sacked Mac. What you mean? No pressures. You sacked uh, who? Uh, Naquan Jones had a sack of Mac uh, of Mac Jones today. Right. But I'm talking about Simmons or Landry. There were no sacks by Simmons or Landry today. Uh, there were some nice plays by Danico Autry, but neither of those guys even pressured Mac Jones. I think that's as telling as any stat out there. So uh, let's go through. Uh, let's go through 
this and let's say, all right, what can they build upon? We've talked about the bad. We understand the bad. Let's find, let's not just, let's not just bitch. Let's find solutions to the problem. Oh, Byard, thank you. Byard also had a sack. And so Naquan Jones and Kevin Byard, but they brought, okay, so think about it. Kevin Byard, the free safety, is having to come down and pressure the quarterback because the guys who are there to pressure the quarterback weren't able to do so today. So something to consider. So what can you build upon? Well, I honestly, I honestly think you can build upon the run game. I thought, and you know, the fumbles, just the damning fumbles, man, really, really bad. The fumbles by uh, Dontrell Hilliard, and he made up for it with a touchdown, but then the, the backbreaker by Deontay Foreman was what cost them the biggest reason that they cost themselves the game today. That put them in a terrible position, that coupled with injury, or why the Titans lost. But 260 yards on the ground, explosive plays for the first time in about a month. This is something that you desperately needed to see. And so basically what I asked Taylor Lewan today is like, yeah, I mean, you guys look better than you have in a long, long time. I mean, even when, even like the last two games, and I understand Derek had a broken foot against the Colts, but even the game prior, Derek wasn't running with great efficiency and they weren't blocking all that well. And today, I saw Roger Saffold and Taylor Lewan in particular regularly just mashing the holy hell out of dudes. So I asked Taylor, basically, you know, are you starting to find that rhythm given how many different dudes have been in here rather than just doing it on a short week turnaround? And I thought Lewan gave a pretty good answer. At that point, I mean, you can't go to turnovers, but it felt like guys were playing faster, specifically in the running game. Yeah. Finding that as you spend more time with different parts of the lineup. Yeah, the thing with the running game, <clears throat> it's a week-to-week thing. You know, different defenses bring different talent challenges. Um, and, you know, we were able to open up some holes. And those guys um, have their own unique skill set when they came out. And they ran hard. And I'm, I'm really proud of them and the way they came. And um, I, I'm, I, was, I was impressed with them today. And hopefully we'll continue to move that forward. But, um, you know, we gotta we gotta make sure to protect the ball at all costs, especially as an offense. That's our duty. Everybody has that. Um, on the long run, where it was knocked out and right on the sidelines, I was five yards away from that ball. You know, if I finish a little bit harder on, maybe I can get be the one to hit it out of out of, out of bounds and not have uh, the DB fall on it. So it takes all of us. You know, if we, you never want fumbles, but if I go a little bit harder, maybe I can you know not knock that off the sideline and we just continue moving forward and. Um, so, like I said, it takes all 11 of us to, to, to run the ball, throw the ball, and uh, we got to be a whole lot better. That's Taylor Lewan with, you know, a really nuanced response to my question about, hey, are you, I mean, do you guys feel at all? Like, I know you're not looking for positives because you took an L, but, I mean, this is positive improvement. This is growth. This is, you know, and Tana, you heard Tannehill talking about this earlier. There is stuff there to look at and say, I mean, 20, I think it was Taylor, in fact, himself that said 20 to 20, we're moving the ball. Well, it's just, we can't, we we're we're malfunctioning basically in the red zone. And today, I mean, you can't, you can't with an offense like that or an offense that's supposed to be like that. You can't come away with, uh, you can't come away with 13 points and expect to win the game on the road. Right. Um, there is so Buck said nuanced. Everybody take a shots. 
uh, take a shot, says Matt Stanley. I, and I know I use that word a lot. It's probably like a cry. I don't think I have many crutch words. Like, I feel like I talk enough where I don't lean on any one word. I don't feel like I say, um, a bunch. I don't, maybe I say like, sometimes I say, you know, to try and emphasize my point. I know I say nuance a lot, but that's because I'm trying to emphasize to you guys, the fact that it doesn't have to be a or B. It doesn't have to be black or white. It doesn't have to be this or that. It can be layers to the conversation and still be able to identify the problem, complain about the problem, and then go about diagnosing the problem in a completely and totally reasonable way. And if we can't do that, then I failed you guys as an audience because that's my only job. I'm not here to argue like Austin and Zach argue in the morning. They do a different show. It's a good show. It really, really fits their skill set. That's not my skill set. I'm looking for what's actually wrong so that I can figure out a way to talk about it intelligently rather than just screaming at somebody else. And I'm gonna take, not taking shots at Austin and Zach about that. I think there's a lot of different people who do different styles of show. And this is, you know, not to get bogged down in the nuts and bolts of how people do their jobs, whatever. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't want people to just look at today's performance and say, Ryan Tannehill threw an interception on fourth and two. The quarterback sucks, draft a new one. I hate that. I hate that with every fiber of my being. Because it just says to me that, oh, you one, you're not paying attention to the football game. All you see is an interception in the box score. And you say, that's on the quarterback, fire him. What? 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 Insane to me. So many different versions of that argument have been had in my Twitter mentions that it makes me want to just smash my head against this table that I have in front of me in my hotel room. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different things that you go uh, that you go about doing um, that you go about trying to analyze in that regard. So what can you build upon? You can build upon the fact that there are players on this roster who have a defined role and who are now executing that role. You see the offensive line playing at a much higher level than they did earlier in the year. That's what it's supposed to look like as a team progresses throughout the course of the season if they can stay healthy. And then you have people like Jamison Phillips who come in here and says, please cut LaJuan, Jayon, and Hooker. I mean, Jamison. I'm not even going to, like, normal in a, in a t- different world, and I know a lot of people are bloodthirsty and you want me to rip Jamison. And I thought about it when I initially saw that comment because it's an incredibly stupid comment, Jamison. I'm not saying that you're stupid. I'm saying that your comment is infinitely, infinitely dumb. Infinitely dumb. Even though Jayon and Hooker and Rabbit and there was like five different Titans that could have made a tackle on Kendrick Bourne today. That doesn't mean you cut them. That doesn't mean you just shell, shell them off. And the Lawan situation, if you're still talking about trying to get rid of Taylor Lawan and you sit, then you're just, again, not watching the football game. You just want to fire somebody because you think that's the solution. And frankly, I don't, that solves nothing. That just sets you up for somebody else to bitch about when they're not ready to do the job that somebody has been well-equipped to do for quite some time. So we'll, we'll end it on that note and Teron, Teron with a great point, always quick to say, cut this guy or fire that coach, but never have an idea on who to place it. You know what, is Dylan Raiden's going to play left tackle for the football team? No, he most certainly is not. Is uh, Dane Crookshank going to be your starting safety? Uh, Or Brady Breeze? If you do away with Amani Hooker, who's been one of your best defensive backs, 
no, he's not going to do well at all. Although I will give him credit. He played one of the best games I've ever seen played on Travis Kelsey. Crookshank, that is. Are you going to Jayon? I mean, Jayon's probably gone at the end of the season, so maybe I'll give you that one. But you're not going to cut him. You're going to let him walk at the end of the season because you need him to win football games. Dumb. Dumb. What can you build upon? You can build upon the fact that I this is this is your homework. This is your homework for me. All right. Do that. You guys, I don't ever ask you to do anything for me, right? Other than that's not true. I ask you every night to share the show. I'm a liar. But <laughs> I want you guys, while I'm gone, over the bye, to commit to one thing before you come in the comment section and you lose your minds about the result of a game, about an individual's performance. I want you to go back and watch that play that is causing you this craziness. I want you to watch it three times. I almost said five. I'm not even going to make you do it five times. Three times. Go back and watch the play. Watch what happens on the play. Watch why the play wasn't successful outside of what just the final result is. Diagnose what happened rather than just being a product of the results. I think that's great home. That's great homework assignment for you on the buy. I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to zen out. I'm going to namaste. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to have nothing else to do because I'm going to be on 20 hours of flights to Egypt and 20 hours of flights back to or back to the United States. That is my homework assignment for you. <laughs> You're on A to Z Sports Primetime. All right, let's wrap this thing up with uh, this is a free site because for all the bad that took place in the football game, and there was a lot of bad that took place in the football game between the Titans and the Patriots, there was some laugh-out-loud funny shit. And I want to get to that here in just a second. The question that I have for you is this. Name one thing that pisses off Mike Vrabel more than having to challenge NWI's touchdown pass today. It could be me. It could be the dumb questions that I ask at press conferences. Sometimes that pisses Mike off. All that. It's been a while since I've like asked Mike a question that he's really ripped my ass about or given me that look like, no, you bleeping idiot. Um, which, you know, I feel like I don't know that I, that means I'm doing my job well enough. Perhaps. I'm not looking to actively agitate him, but I feel like I haven't gotten ripped in a while. And like to me, that that sets off a bit of an alarm. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. What's one thing that pisses Mike Vrabel off the way that he was pissed off today about having to challenge what was clearly and obviously a touchdown? We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That's where you go to get in your comfort zone. It's cold as all hell. Well, it's not cold as hell. It's cold as all. I mean, it's 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 twenty. It, it was. It felt like twenty three degrees in the middle of the day today with the wind chill. Disgusting. Disgusting. You don't want to live that way. In fact, I walked into my hotel room and I I'm a Marriott person for life. I will be a Marriott person until I am dead and long gone. But the Marriott that I walked into in downtown Boston at two a.m. this morning when I landed because I had a wedding in Nashville to go to. They didn't have the heat on. They didn't have the heat on when I walked in. It was 56 degrees. I want to be in my comfort zone. I want Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Do not mess with the temperature. Do not live that way. You don't want to live that way. You want to be comfortable. You want to be in your comfort zone as the seasons begin to change. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. Brymac.com is where you go. Chris Hamby, Miss Sherry, lovely people. Love the uh, the work that the Hambys do. It's a family-owned business, three locations, Clarksville 
and in Kentucky to make sure that they are servicing a wide area to make sure you get exactly what you want. Commercial, residential, primac.com. All right. What's one thing that pisses off Mike Vrabel as much as he, as much as having to challenge that touchdown today? Uh, what, uh, what pisses off Mike Vrabel? Yes, says Jason. That's pretty funny. Uh, dumb stuff to hurt the team, said Jeffrey Kevin Pincourt. That is correct. Uh, guys making dumb mental mistakes and not doing their jobs, says Jackie Holbert. Yes, that's accurate. Um, Dave Collins just says Paul Kaharski. Also accurate. Mike hates Paul. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I think I think Mike hates all of us on any given day, right? Like, I'm sure there's days that Mike hates me. I'm sure there's days it's probably fewer than any of us because Tehran is an infinitely reasonable human being, but I'm sure there's been days when Mike hates Tehran. I'm sure that, oh, I know there's days when Mike hates Terry McCormick. I, I mean, I don't know that he would ever admit to this because it would be terrible PR, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that there has been a day, at least one day, where Mike Vrabel has hated the first question from Therese Walker. Hated it. Hated it. I am willing to bet that Mike Vrabel has hated each and every one of us. I think we're just on a rotation. And I think that Paul, for every one day that everybody else has, Paul and Terry have two. Because <laughs> I, I do think he hates them more than he hates everybody else. Even though I think Paul thinks he likes him, which I just I think is him just not reading the room accurately but i don't think mike hates anything the way that he hates having to waste a challenge on a play that was clearly a touchdown as he did today because right now he's going to challenge it and he's going to be upset he even has to challenge it the red flag is ready to go and boom see now he's like i'm challenging it but why do i have to challenge it run it back for the people one more time because that's laugh out loud funny Mike Vrabel dramatically throwing his challenge flag because his wide receiver was ruled down when nobody touched him. Because right now he's going to challenge it, and he's going to be upset he even has to challenge it. The red flag is ready to go, and boom. See? Now he's like, I'm challenging it, but why do I have to challenge it? It's so good. I. It's so good. Nobody has ever looked more disgusted throwing a flag than Mike Vrabel did today. No respect. This is his old house, says Abdul. That's right. Listen, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, uh, when let, when he was traded to the Kansas City Chiefs for like a bag of beans and Matt Castle, well, I think Matt Castle went with him to Kansas City. When when they were traded away from the Patriots, I, I don't remember this myself because I wasn't covering the NFL at the time. I think that was like the mid-2000s. Um, but... Mike Giardi, our buddy from the NFL Network, who's been a Boston, a local Boston reporter for a long, long time, way before he joined the network. Mike was on my radio show earlier last week and was talking about, yeah, when when Vrabel got traded out of here, he was, I mean, right before he got traded out of here, he was firing shots all over the place, talking about one Patriot place that, you know, the North Korea of football built out in Foxborough, Massachusetts, 40, 40 minutes away from any kind of civilization. Mike believes, and rightfully so, that he was a part of the dynasty, for lack of a better term, that built that place. You know, like Lucas Oil in Indianapolis, the house that Peyton built. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, one Patriot place is probably more the house of Tom Brady, just off of name association. But Mike Vrabel and Teddy Bruschi and, uh, oh, I'm blanking, on, uh, I'm blanking on my guy that plays for the NFL Network or that works for the NFL Network. 
linebacker, Willie McGinnis, so many, Lawyer Malloy, like so many great, Richard Seymour, so many great Patriots players, Mike Vrabel being one of them, had his, <laughs> the Titans head coach had as many touchdown passes and still has as many touchdown passes as four of the wide receivers who played in a game for his team today. Uh, what did I, what a Ty Law, another great player. Um, oh, maybe I, I, maybe I mixed up Lawyer Malloy and Ty, Ty Law. I might've done that. Um, let me, uh, I, I hope, I think that's a mistake that I just made. Either way, you know what I'm trying to say. A lot of great Patriots. Mike was pissed when he got right before, uh, right when he didn't get a contract extension, then Belichick shipped him off the, frigid Kansas City to go get juked out of his soul by Adrian Peterson and play with Matt Castle. Not great. Lawyer Malloy, too? Okay, I had it right. Yes, TD. Thank you. Affirmation, baby. The best in the business. Uh, Jeffrey Pin Jeffrey Kevin Pincourt says, this is going to be the longest bye week, Buck. Well, um, yeah, probably, because there's no Titans football. There's no Vols football, right? So, you don't have uh, you don't have any local if you're in the state of Tennessee. Well, yeah, Vanderbilt's not in the ball game, and uh, I don't know that anybody else. Of I mean, you could watch Preds or you could watch Grizzlies, um, but also, you know, I think you guys are going to be fine. Take it, take a breather. It doesn't, you know, spend some time with your family. It's going to be okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm going to do. I'm flying half, not to, not I'm not flying halfway across the country. I'm flying around the world, around the world to go see my family because I need a break. And oh, and Nashville SC choked tonight too. That's a tough way. No pet. Nah, I've never seen a game where they just don't take penalty kicks like that. Anyway, you guys, Luke Worsham is going to have you in great hands. Producer Reed is going to be here to supervise. In fact, Producer Reed has done a great job. He's the one who, and maybe he doesn't do a great job of this because I'm hardly ever on the rails, but he keeps me in check. So I know he'll do a great job with Luke. Luke is going to be here with you from. Monday to Thursday, uh, and the 615 sessions. And I'm going to do radio tomorrow, and then I'm going to fly to Egypt. And I'm going to I'm going to fly to Egypt at 245 on Monday, and I'll be there at like 6.30 p.m. local time. I don't even know what time zone they're in. I'll be there 6.30 p.m. time on Tuesday. So basically, I'm spending half my week on an airplane. You guys are going to be in good hands, though. I hope you enjoy. Your time, Teron says, I'm not tired yet. Uh, TD, I stopped doing that because I stopped, I, you know, I one, uh, copyright infringement issues. <laughs> Turns out the Mississippi Mass Choir, hugely litigious, and I respect them for that because make your money, do your thing. But also because I am tired. <laughs> I'm very tired. I'm very tired. I love you all. You don't have to be tired yet. If you are tired, rest, reju rejuvenate, namaste, take care of yourself. We will see you guys when I come back on yeah i'll be back next sunday so we'll talk to you from a week from today luke's gonna do a great job with you i'll be with i'll be on the radio from 10 to 1 with you tomorrow and then lucas uh producer lucas will do a great job on the uh on the radio show while i'm gone as well nothing's gonna change it's just not gonna be me yelling at you for a week and maybe you could use a break from me too i love you all enjoy yourselves we'll talk to you next sunday on a to z sports